Talk brunch served hot. Talk brunch live. Elimination Chamber 2021 post show coming to you from all of our various platforms. Rick Dare, aka Captain Brunch, being joined always by co host Destin Soblo Frazier. Alright, now remember, y'all asked for this shit. Oh, yeah, for, let's see where it's gonna go. Let's see where it's gonna go before we decide anything's wrong. Most important thing. So, Elimination Chamber, final stop before WrestleMania 2021 in April. That being said, it is February 21st, officially 22nd, starting after midnight. Episode 439 of Talk Brunch Live coming to you from all available live platforms, including twitch.tv slash talkbrunch as well as facebook.com slash talkbrunch and all of our podcatcher slash podcast apps such as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, and all the various others. Shout out to everybody in the chat room. You'll get your personalized shout outs later on. And of course, everybody who's been following us throughout the entire week and been in the chat room the entire night and everyone who's been on our new new beta platform as well that we'll be announcing in the future. The Chamber. Really? It's Fastlane next year? They do do another one, don't they? they Oh my God. There's not even a road to WrestleMania anymore after the Rumble. Why even call the Rumble the thing that we're going to do? It's not even the thing that we're going to do. So this is, this is why when it comes to what we're going to talk about, yeah, just keep in mind Fastlane next. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just like we do with all of our other post shows, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the SmackDown leading into it, just the relevant parts that are what set us up for the pay per view because we won't talk about it tomorrow night where we cover the weeklies. Uh, SmackDown starts off with uh, Reigns and uh, a Reigns and Edge promo, which Sami Zayn uh, comes in. I thought it was great how Jay super kicks him and he rolls out of the ring and then everybody still has that face off there. And uh, the interesting part that comes back later on, and I thought this was fun, is that Reigns leans in and he whispers something in Edge's ear only for Edge to hear and not the rest of us. And after doing so, he leaves. And I said, we don't know what was said there. They just leave that open ended. Which side note I found as, as I went and ran into a funny meme on social media throughout the rest of the week. All I said was pretty much the thing that he whispered was just do this shit before Goldberg comes back. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to meme the hell out of that, aren't they? <laughs> I was like, you know what? It'd be pretty fucking accurate. Yeah, tell me about it. They're going to literally meme the living shit out of that. There's, there's no offense or buts about it. Oh, dude, you, you can't do shit nowadays and not get memed. So, uh, one thing I want to bring, because I know I'll forget tomorrow, but Nakamura faced Apollo Crews. Did you see the finish to that? Yeah. Shoulders are down. Nakamura's got to fight out at two. So right he around here. tired of wasting time talking about look at the Apollo way he floats Crews, over Apollo wins this. tonight, Biggie. He could look, look, Michael. This is one of That's the prettiest it, finishers That's I've ever it. seen. One of the most creative as well. Look at what he does. The strength, the speed, the agility. He's got it all. But he's got to go to the back of the line, Michael. Look. Step up in Zaguri. Went for the military press. Nakamura, though. Lance Hall. Beautiful. Take down by right. Nakamura. Then he, he hooks the his arm leg. Bar. Now he wraps the leg. Got him. Nakamura. Uh, 
fucking hooked his leg. Yeah. That was so dope. Oh, man. Biggie had to pull rank so their crews didn't take out Nakamura with the steel steps, but then he wound up taking Big E out, whips him into the ring, and then they do this shitty spot where he throws the steps outside the ring, and allegedly, he smashes Big E off camera. Is that what we're led to believe? The alleged thing. Even though he was nowhere near there, right? Like, the, the positioning of where he yeah. was is nowhere near where that would have happened. But the kayfabe, like, nah. The kayfabe. Let me, let me show you, first of all, the kayfabe. Let's see if we can find where it is. Because Biggie's in the ring, right? God, Cruz really is working the freaking crowd here to get the steps. I'm trying to go ahead past that <laughs> part. Okay, so right here we go. We have the steps right there. Look where Biggie is, right? Look where Biggie is. And look where, where Cruz is right here. I thought this was great. Okay. I love the reluctance here. Like, if they couldn't make this oh, a half an hour show <laughs> if they didn't do it. But, you know, so then look where he throws the steps at. He's throwing the steps. God, poof. Nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near where Biggie was. You know, damn well. But they make this very dramatic. Biggie's getting stretched out thanks to Cruz. You know, you know, I can tell you the really pull this off. I recognize that riff. That's the overly dramatic riff from the Orton the Hardy Hell in the Cell match. Yeah. That's that riff that makes it more about him than anybody else. That's why they keep that guy around. The greatest thing about this was Rollins comes out afterwards and does a whole promo. By the way, he's wearing a Hugh Hefner robe. Don't ask me why he's Hugh Hefner now, but he has the whole the late great Hugh Hefner's robe on. Wearing that. Have a whole segment of that. Then Natalia and Tamina have a match versus the Riot Squad. And they go over in, in the time that those two segments... Like, basically, it's like this. Okay, so Rollins has the Hefner thing. Nat- Natalia and Tamina have the Riot Squad match with more Billy Kay stuff. This isn't relevant to what happened tonight. But those two segments happen. And then they cut to Big E, who's still being walked by Adam Pearce and the rest of the help to the stretcher. Like, they're still walking his stretcher. How fucking big is this place? This is another case. They've done this before. Where it's like, you're telling me that from the time that Big E got taken down with the steps, you guys have been walking with that stretcher through two segments, through Rollins' whole Hugh Hefner promo, and Natalia and Tamina were able to get down the ramp, have a match against the Riot Squad, and leave afterwards? And they're still walking with Big E? At that point, get a car. You could have had a shit and came back in the time that they're still walking his to the to the thing. You'd be dead if this was a, if this was something more severe. When your EMT has to get an Uber, makes absolutely no sense. None. <laughs> These are little venues. What do I supposed to believe that this is like a labyrinth that you're still walking him through the different corridors to get him to the ambulance? And then when you look at the All space that they have, the space that they have in that place makes you wonder why didn't the ambulance just drive further down? You're not supposed to move him that far. What are you guys going to do? You're going to walk him to the fucking hospital? They're All probably I'm still walking is, out. That's why he wasn't on the pay-per-view. It's not even because he's injured. It's because they haven't confirmed it yet. Because they're still walking with the stretcher. That's why Pierce isn't there. He's walking right now. <laughs> All I'm saying is I watched Anderson Silva snap his own leg or Chris Wyman's leg. The ambulance was in there in seconds. Yeah, no, these guys. The ambulance comes from the other side of the map. That's the one mobile game they need is WWE no. ambulance run. Somebody gets injured. You have to come all the way from the other side of the world. I just couldn't believe after all the time they cut to him walking away. Anyway, uh, there was just, I mean, the Bianca Belair stuff with Reggie coming out, it's so redundant. I'm not going to talk about that. That happens every week moving along. You got Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler against Bailey and Sox with Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks because she didn't want any part of this. She had nothing to do with this, but she's out there in her freaking Ricky Lake outfit slash freaking uh, Jenny Jones outfit and, and a freaking with, with, with socks. With socks. And then Nia gets pinned by Reginald thanks to a double team by Sasha and Bianca. Double drop kick, cover. They're really making her look like crap. Oh, not, not really relevant to tonight, but it will be relevant 
uh, eventually Otis and Chad Gable apparently are heel turning a Mysterio and Dominic, and Otis gives a vicious splash. So now we have heel Otis. I don't know what the point of that will be. That's not going to be as entertaining. I mean, they stuck them. They 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 stuck them back in another tag team. So at this point, do they even know where the fuck they're going? Mm-hmm. There was a. Did you catch the? Uh, did you catch the Chris Jericho Easter egg on SmackDown? I heard about it, but I didn't see it. No, it was nothing to see, but there's an Easter egg here. The guys got to listen to it. I thought this was very clever of them. Just were. We were talking okay. strategy if what we do if we get stuttered in the middle of this match. Yeah, but uh, Brian, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about that because, I mean, you know, Kevin never turned up. Oh, never. Oh, 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 do, oh, do you know what? I, I, what about that time with Kofi where he dressed up as the big O? What about that time? Oh, and then there was that. I think, I think he turned on Sammy maybe one more oh, two. See, I mean, like, I get it. It's Sammy, but still, it's like these four, five yeah. right there. And right? you know what? And There's then... a big name that I'm missing. I, you know what? I should have made a list. I should have made a list. <laughs> Look, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. There's a big name that I'm missing. Oh, you know what? I should have made a list. Someone else you turned on. Can't put my finger on the name of the person. Very clever. So that's their way of not saying Jericho by saying I should have made a list. If it was Jericho, he would have just said their names, though. So uh, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, and King Corbin have a match against Owen Cesaro and Danny Bryan. This is their way of bringing everybody from the Elimination Chamber into the main event. Uh, there was the Cesaro swinging Corbin bot that I mentioned to you guys. Yeah, this was odd. Yeah, let me see if I bring it up here. That's what I do. That's how I made my mark. Oh, look at That's this. going to continue. Sami Zayn sent into the ring by his own partner. And now Cesaro. Swing, it's swing time for Sammy. Oh. The Cesaro swing. Round and around we go. All of that being said, I don't think I want to be in that mood. I don't blame you one bit. And Cesaro sends Sami Zayn into Ugly the corner. Catapult. Tag That's made. The Here comes King Corbin. No one and now does Cesaro going to try his fair with King Corbin. That's a big dude. That is a powerful human being. But I love the way they cut here. Watch this cut. And Cesaro, does he have an opportunity? Can he swing the king? Oh, he did it. He did it. fucking just collapses like that <laughs> and then it just cut away yeah. i was like wait and, this and then it comes back and he's swinging again still swinging corbin still is- swinging you think i forgot what happened he said still swinging how like dare you he collapsed fucking he fucking collapsed don't act like he's still been swinging that whole time anyway they do the traditional best smackdown ending ever from the attitude era ending where everybody like slides in finisher after finisher that's the old smackdown tradition so I did enjoy that. That brings us to the fatal four way kickoff match. What were you gonna say? I was saying no, that was Naz. Uh huh. So you get so basically I, we have to explain this now because everything's been so different since yeah. Monday. It's nothing like the way that we left things off, which we kind of expected. Yeah, because by the time we left on Monday, we had a three way for the US title, which was supposed to be Lashley, Riddle, and Keith Lee, but sabotage. Mm-hmm. There was an issue here because apparently Keith Lee's injured, right? Yeah, they haven't said what the injury is, but he was taken out of this match. Right, so now we have a fatal four-way match to determine who's going to be inserted into the triple threat match later on for the United States Championship. I remember when I would have needed to write all of that shit down to explain to you guys what happened. (laughs) So then we get Donnie Morrison, Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, and Elias. These are the guys that are going to be inserted into this. The finish is Ricochet going for a dive while Retribution catches him, and then... uh, 
basically throws him back first into the ring post. This is happening on the outside while Mustafa, Mustafa Ali is the legal man in the ring. And he's sort of distracted, enjoying the carnage that's being done at the expense of Ricochet. So Morrison uses that opportunity to slip in a roll-up on Mustafa. And that's pretty much how they job him this week. Yep, so Morrison's going to the three-way. Uh-huh. Before we even get into the three-way... Well, a couple of things that I was thinking. I wonder what was going to be the kickoff, considering the fact that it's not like they would have known ahead of time that they weren't going to have a match there. It couldn't have been this. Ah, uh, you know. But that being said, Literally, what are your thoughts on the actual match itself? I mean, match was all over the place. It was... I was kind of surprised to not see Riker come out with Elias. That was interesting. But, I mean, stylistically, this match was very entertaining. It's kind of funny. At one point during the match, my first thought was what's Ricochet doing his thing. And I was like, wow, this would have been Morrison if he actually decided to try to upgrade his moveset. But <laughs> that's the you know, exchange we just saw. Was probably one of my favorite things when um, Ricochet tried to guard from a headshot while he sees on the ground. And instead of kicking him in the head, Mustafa, I think we stopped on his knee or his ankle. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty brutal stuff here. And show. Yeah. And it's interesting that they had this happen here. Uh, Obviously, with no lead-up, but I just always wondered. I wonder what would have been here, considering that this doesn't seem like it's what was planned. Uh, it did look good, though. Right. Ricochet looks great, as always. He's working like a star. Morrison actually looks really good. Uh, the entire night, I'd have to say Morrison looks on point. It's, it's better for Morrison to just do Morrison things than to have a personality. You know, having a personality hurts him. Go back to being the Morrison of 2012 or 2011, where uh, it was like just the, the spots. The, the personality is what really ruins them for me. And not hanging around being goofy with this. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty much the way that I look at those kind of things. Uh, overall, I think it's a good warm-up match, you know, considering the surprise of the fact that the main match that this was designated for had been changed. So they had to, like, just sort of do some last-minute hotshot booking here. But whatever. It works. Yeah, uh, that blood will go we did have a voting result this was very last minute so i mean we can't really gauge the accuracy with the amount of changes i'm reluctantly giving poll results out knowing not everyone had opportunities considering how this came in but anyway uh 33 of you were double tied between ricochet and elias being the ones that uh go over uh 17 of you uh also tied with mustafa mustafa lee and john morrison going over so we had a double double tie and obviously you guys know that morrison went over here yeah, so uh, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as that goes. Uh, so I thought it was funny because there were some complaints in the chat room about uh, the show because literally between entrances going into the elimination chamber and throughout the night, uh, they would have like video packages. You would see an entrance and then a video package recap. A couple more entrances, video package recap. And I remember Seb in the chat, he said, I hope the whole show isn't just padding like this. And I, it was a joke after I said it, but I didn't say it as a joke i asked him the ring or the writing because uh, <laughs> i i legitimately in the moment as funny as it was right after i said it i wasn't aiming for humor but it was like the ring or the writing you know because uh and then i said the padding i think is stuck like that the writing i also think is stuck like that <laughs> but the funny thing is like you know as him not no longer being like a person who watches regularly he didn't know i was serious about the ring so right after that, the camera cut to a shot of the ring, and he was shocked, like, oh, you were serious? They really do pad the ring now. And I was like, yeah, I was also serious about the writing. 
I like how we weren't on the same page. It was a it was a conversation of discovery. Because I because I literally thought he meant the padding of the ring when he said, "Is the whole show padded like this?" Because they were showing the ring, and I'm thinking, "Yeah, padded. There's no way to take it off, unless you mean the writing." Which is also padded like that. And the new floor in the chamber is slightly padded. So. I, I, I had him in my ear at that point, and I just found it funny. His reaction, his shocked reaction when it cut to the ring, and he said, oh, it is padded. <laughs> we were oh both thinking God, of different kind great. of padding, and either way, we both got it. It had both kinds of padding. It's funny when certain stuff goes over Sam's head. It's just like, it's great. Cause like, we get it. He doesn't. Oh, I wasn't, that was fantastic. <laughs> WWE Universal title number one contender elimination chamber match. Daniel Bryan against Cesaro, against Kevin Owens, against Sami Zayn, against Jey Uso, against King Corbin. Voting results come in with 71% of you saying Cesaro goes over. 29% of you saying Kevin Owens goes over. And that's all she wrote. No one thought anyone else was going over. Which I had forgotten that this was Kevin Owens' maiden voyage in the chamber. Yeah, it sure was. That's what I heard that. I got excited. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, so interesting stuff there. Now, that being said, uh, the match overall was quite interesting with the uh, finish being Daniel Bryan going over Jey Uso. Yep, running with the recycle. Mm-hmm. And as we got, I think we might have talked about it on Monday, immediate. Universal Championship match. The chamber had not even come up yet before freaking Reigns be the card playing. Yeah, no, it did not. Uh, I hated that you guys were right about that because I just thought they're not going to do that because they'll basically be cheating us out of what could have been a good match. Of course they will because they don't. They don't give a shit. They decided to cheat us. They don't care about the good, good match. match. They were just like, "Oh, Chamber Reigns wins." Like, like how upsetting though, you know. See, they do stuff like this, and then people wonder why I have no faith, because I expected it at this point. Yeah, but you shouldn't expect that's why, it. Huh? That's, why, that's why when certain things happen, I refuse to get excited, because I see it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, I guess. Like, that would have easily made sense to have um, Brian have to spend the rest of the night trying to recover, because a chamber match isn't something you just shake off. Yeah, especially... Well, let's get into the, the, the end of the Roman Reigns thing, and then we can go back into gauging the match a little bit. But this is essentially... The, uh, Ryan realizes the opportunity. He said he's ready to go, but is he? Roman Reigns! Oh my God. That was cool. Oh my God. I, that was a cool tease of an upset. WrestleMania 30 all over again. And Roman Reigns, though, I thought that was cool. Nice tease. Yeah. Unloading, pummeling Bryan with the rights and lefts. Daniel Bryan surprising the champion with Corey on the field. Bryan's now going to pay. Daniel Bryan had the magic bullet, but it wasn't enough. It See, was but this could have been a match, you know? Daniel can't even protect like, himself. nothing clever was done here. And yeah, but Daniel yeah. Bryan now. Because the prime part about it is, as clever as as would want to have a little part. It's like, you know he doesn't have enough left to finish him. Yeah, and by the way, Roman, I still haven't forgotten that you stole Hunico's fucking deadlift powerbomb. Just because you're cool now doesn't mean I forgave that. That was Hunico's. Ain't nobody thinking about the same card that's not here anymore. He was still here. <laughs> he was coming out on his bike doing that move. Because I remember I was suffering with him. I was thinking, damn, all he has left is that shitty bike and that one good move. And then Roman (laughs) took it. 
And now all he has left is his Sankara mask and his partner's all doing other shit that actually matters. <laughs> Everybody forgets fucking his little buddy. That's fucking Tama. That's Tongaloa. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. So pretty sure that's the right. person left with the power bomb. I fucking forgot until this exact moment that you said it. I'll never forget that because I'm like, man, you had to come up. That's some Skip Sheffield shit right there, man. The only difference is he's not called out people and bitching and then faking like he's getting called to other companies. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. Was that shot? Wow. Wow. So are, we, so are we sure Roman didn't steal his power bar or just take his shit back? I mean, I'm... There was no good outcome here. It led to nothing. You yeah. know? Like, it's the old, yeah, yeah, because I mean, the only upside for Daniel is in his career now, he ties John Cena as the second most chamber wins. If he can win one more, he'll tie Triple H, and if he win another, he'll break it. But it's like, yeah, he won a chamber and then walked into an immediate-ass woman. Pretty much. Like, I, 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 I couldn't even get excited when he locked in the yes lock, because I'm just like, that's all he has left, and it's not going to be anywhere near enough. After what, the last time we were on pay-per-view, we watched Reigns and Owen damn near kill each other. I mean, and the, the sad part is that we went into this pretty certain that that's what they wanted, right? Like, I don't think that we were convinced that Roman was not going to be in the in the thing. Yeah, we knew Roman was winning no matter who he fought. Yeah, so at the very least, they could have just made that part exciting, you know? That's like, the main reason I voted for Owens, because I would have felt like I'd have seen a little more of a fight in Owens. Yeah, no, everything but, that everyone thought was like, they, I guess that's the thing. If they're trying to subvert expectations or anything like that. Then yeah, congratulations! Good did it. My God, you know, but I, I don't know if I felt that uh that that's the way that I wanted the expectations to be subverted, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, in regards to the match and like the things that happened there, uh, Brian and Cesaro start off. I'm gonna just talk about a few highlights. I don't want to stay here all night. We got a big show tomorrow. But Brian and Cesaro start off. Brian's getting he gets his shit in early. That was another interesting thing. He essentially winds up getting his shit in early. So I start. I asked in the chat room. I said, "Is he going home early?" Because uh, he started off with pretty much everybody knows the spot that knows Daniel Bryan. He did the double hitting of the ropes with the jumping uh, forearm into the backflip. That whole shit that he does, the backflip yeah. with the two. And it was like, really? Like, we're starting off right with that. Uh, I kind of figured when he was doing that, I was just like, he's trying to get rid of Cesaro quick. Yeah, and then right after that, though, what to me double confirmed that they were maybe having him go home early was that he started doing the whole favoring his knee thing. And then when Corbin comes in as the third guy, out the first one out of the pod, uh, he's, he's uh, working Bryan's knee like a lot. And, uh, Threw him one knee first into the pod, wrapped his knee around one of the ring posts. Like. Yeah, and then you have Zayn who doesn't want to come out of his own pod, and Corbin's trying to get him, and that's when Brian, who recovers, takes that opportunity, um, and he pretty much gives him like a jumping knee into uh, Zayn's pod, and then like fucking Corbin collapses in front of it, and Zayn's all like, "That's what you get, big tough guy on the ground." Not forgetting that this new chamber has. Two doors on each part. Two doors, and that leads to freaking Cesaro giving him an AS whipping. And uh he beat the dog shit out of him in that part. Yeah, and if you don't want to see here it is here's bring up a little clip here on the screen when he gets his ass right there, wallops him. And <laughs> just sends him all over the place. He street fired his ass. He got him in the corner and just Yeah, he he showed him the business right there. I'm sending that to you, everyone. I shouldn't do it. You should have to come in here and look. I'm putting it on social media, so uh, there's the clip. Yeah, he really whipped his ass as far as that goes. You know, good stuff there. Very solid. Uh, What else happened after that? We had Sammy, who 
he landed bad on his legs when he came off the top. Like, I'm amazed that he's not dead the way he landed. He landed flat on both feet when he hit the ground and didn't break his damn legs. It reminded me of the way Cornette landed in a match years and years ago back in the day. And he broke both his ankles, I believe. An old scaffold match. But you then remember it, right? Yeah, I remember it. But then, it's like I said, the chat room. But then again, Zayn actually wrestles so you can distance that shit. He doesn't sit on podcast as a bitch all day. But, uh, <laughs> oh, come on. Now you're not, now you're not like Cornette guy anymore? <laughs> You know what it is? It's just some of the stuff I've been seeing, and it's like, dude, why? You too? <laughs> Everybody's turning. Am I the only it's one left? It is. You know what it is? It's because it's not even the fact that like Cornette takes shots at people. It's just it's random. It's just like, like wh- where where did this come from, sir? Damn, <laughs> it's man. Stuff that, like it's stuff like I can't even like see it as like justified shots anymore. That's but it's weird to me. But yeah, you but know what it was? Uh-huh. I think the only reason. I think the only reason that that fall didn't bother me as bad is because the way the outside is on this new chamber. Oh, the padding, you mean? <laughs> yeah, like, like if, it, if it was the old one, oh my god. Yeah, that would have been like a Mortal Kombat fatality hitting that shit. That old one, I'll tear it down. For people who have never seen that, that old chamber, that shit used to look miserable. The sound was awful. I think I remember there was a year. It was uh, I think it was two thousand eight. Nine, I think about it. I saw Tinker Tinker just do something as simple as just drag Batista across the floor. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, they fucking, this this new chamber is life saving. But yeah. it seems like they do that spot every year now with this new one. Like, somebody always falls from the top to the outside. Yeah, no, they do. They totally do. Um, Especially with the pods being bigger now, they have more room on the top to work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Cesaro swings, does another swing. He does a successful swing into the sharpshooter. And this is, I believe, on Corbin again, right? Yeah, this is uh, how Corbin gets eliminated. Yeah, let's have a look. Is this the one here? Oh, this is the other one. This was the one that he did, I believe, uh, where he gets eliminated afterwards. Yeah, because Jimmy Uso comes in with the super kick and he winds up taking out uh, freaking Cesaro, which that kind of sucks. Right. A lot of us thought the first one he did was he, he, he does the sharpshooter and Corbin taps out. Then he tries to team with Owens. Or Zayn tries to team with Owens, rather, but he wasn't having it. You get this nice Ring of Honor reunion, like I called out in the chat room, where all the guys have history from Ring of Honor because of Cesaro and Zayn and Owens, which there's deep history there, along with, of course, yeah, Brian Danielson, Mr. Mr. Ring of Honor. And luckily, uh, Jey Uso doesn't suck, so it worked out. Exactly. Just like I was saying, Jey Uso wasn't, wasn't uh, bad at all. And... uh. Owens, he hits a crazy moonsault, which I also thought was a very solid spot. It looks fantastic, as always. Good old Kevin Owens. I've never seen him do that before. I mean, I've seen him do moonsaults, but never, like, one like that. Beautiful, clean moonsault. You know, here you go, yeah. friend. Right here, get to see it. Fucking takes flight there, boy. You know, so. See, this is one of the guys where it's just like, why does Cornette not like him? Uh, I mean, he's he's corrected course when it came to to him. He didn't like Owens. He actually, I mean, to his defense, what did he say? That if Owens was to lose a few pounds, come back in better shape and do this and that, that he'd get over. And lo and behold, he went to WWE and that's exactly what he did. So, you know, it's not like either one of them was wrong. One was right about being able to be a success. The other one was right about needing to improve. And, and to me, that's essentially what wound up happening. Yeah, yeah. This wanted to be the case where it worked out. Yeah. But yeah, I because I, when he did, did that, I figured he was just going to go for like a somersault or a tope. And then I saw him not turn around. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this fucker about the moonsault? Yeah. Haluva kick countered into Stunner and Sammy is gone. So there was no friendship there. He was the one who eliminated him. Yeah. Well, that's why I said they were teasing, keeping them away from each other for a reason. I was just hoping it would be a bigger reason. Uh, Jey Uso 
essentially gets the upset here because he winds up raking the eyes of, I believe he raked Kevin Owens' eyes, right? Is that yeah. what he did? So, yeah, yeah Jay Uso, I'm going to bring it up here so that you guys can see. He winds up breaking. This was rough. It was unfair yeah. that Sami Zayn got eliminated. He's pretty cut and dry. Yes, Ruffy beats him in, in, in between the, uh, the door like that. He has his arm crushed on it. As excited as Owens was for this encounter, Jay Uso obviously looking just as forward all the way. Yeah, to the I guess they're really high on Uso, and I can't blame them. I'm surprised he took out Owens. It's, it's like you guys kind of said when you said that now Owens would have to be relegated back to being mid card status and not really doing anything. Kind of, it's kind of reflected a little bit, you know. They didn't really do too much with him here, so that kind of sucks, you know. But uh, what do you think overall? I mean, I guess I don't know, man. I don't really know. I'm not really thinking about this chamber. Um, I have mixed I mean, feelings like, on it. It seems like they use that just to build, I guess, for Owens and Jay, because I don't think they've had a one-on-one match, at least not a big one yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's links up for you podcast listeners out there that aren't in the video chat room. I'm dropping links at the same time, in case you're wondering. You know, one-man show running all of the all of the different platforms as far as technical stuff, so that's why I delay a little bit. Yeah, we appreciate this shit. Make sure that every, just making sure everybody gets their links and stuff. Not that I'm slow-minded, just slow-handed, I guess. And no, I'm actually fast. There's just a lot of stuff. There's <laughs> a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit. Exactly. Hashtag a lot of shit. <laughs> that brings us to the WWE United States Triple Threat match. So, uh, Bobby Lashley defending his title against Riddle. Now inserted into the match, Morrison replacing Keith Lee. And, uh... Voting results here have Bobby Lashley coming in with 57% successfully defending the title with Riddle being 43%. No one voted for Keith Lee anyway. Finish to this is Riddle with the bro Derek on Morrison, right? And Riddle that got his goal, David. Yeah, Riddle did it. I love the Evil Knievel gear he came out with. That was nice. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking it's, it was Evil Knievel, but I actually thought for Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my head went, man. As soon as I saw that shit, you know. Overall thoughts in regards to the match? Oh, great, great match. Um, I love that there literally even came a moment, and we're actually seeing it right here for the podcast listeners, where Riddle and Morrison kind of realized, like, okay, we're going to have to team up to get rid of him. Get rid of beefcake here, you know? right? Like, we, like yeah. baby head got to go. Yeah, and to Lashley's credit, that was another opportunity for him to display his power because there was a good portion of this match where he was getting shit and then throwing these guys around and really slamming them and showing dominance. Look at that, just the way he freaking hand, manhandled this guy here and then, and then here with the slam. Uh, it looks good. When he when his stuff works, it works. But that ugly dominator, that doesn't work. You know. So, uh, See, it, he's used a good one. Like, stop using Allison Cage finish up, bro. Like, use the fucking dominator if you're going to use the dominator. Yeah, please. Please do. You know, but, uh, yeah. I guess that's his own spin on it, which just makes it ugly. That to me it will never be the dominator. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense because when he first showed up way back when he used the real dominator, but the only difference is he used to go down with you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, springboard floating bro to the outside actually looked really cool. 
Yeah. A lot of Riddle's high-flying moves have, like, a level of fluidity to them that you don't see from too many high-flyers. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the better ones. Oh, yeah. That was one of his best ones, I think. And his, all of his look good. Yeah. Really solid stuff. There it is on the screen for anybody wants to see. Up and at him. Good spot there, Riddle. Uh, I don't know if maybe it's the way his body is built or what, but like it always looks like a thing of beauty every time he does it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because there's a bit of a swerve going on here because I just want you to note to the fact that uh, Miz was backstage talking to MVP and no one knows what was said between them. That's going to come into play later on, but just take note to the fact that Morrison's arguing with an allegedly... Uh, one-legged MVP who's moving fine without the, the, the crutch when he takes the crutch from him. And uh, that whole crutch part that happens, Riddle manages to get a hold of it and crack him across the back, which is what leads into that Broderick sequence on Morrison losing. So a couple things are interesting here to me, which is the fact that uh, later on you're going to come to realize, and we'll get into why later on, that Miz apparently, at least we're led to believe, is in some sort of an allegiance with the herd business, but it doesn't really seem like Morrison's a part of that deal, considering that in his title opportunity, the United States title match, there wasn't an understanding there for them to leave him alone. And as a matter of fact, not only wasn't there an understanding, it essentially winds up costing him the, t- the, the opportunity. So just food for thought. Yeah. As I thought about it more and more, my opinion on events of later changed slightly, but right. slightly. <laughs> Next, we have the WWE Women's Tag Team title match. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the championship against Bianca Bella and Sasha Banks in an impromptu match because of the fact that Asuka is no longer going to be facing, or rather, uh, yeah, Asuka's no longer going to be facing uh, Lacey Evans because she's shoot pregnant, and in storyline, she's yeah, work pregnant. Instead of just replacing her opponent, they said, nah, Asuka's just not wrestling. We'll just, sw- we'll just switch the entire match around. So once again, as a result of that, you have last-minute <laughs> poll last here. Uh, and by the way, here's mm-hmm. the kicker. Guess how 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 close to the paper you this decision was made. How close? About thirty minutes before the show went on. Yep, because I was on their website and I refreshed after I updated the card, and it was just suddenly there, along with the change which came later on of uh, Keith Lee being removed and that fatal four way uh, kickoff match because literally came after that. Was such an inconvenience. Right. Voting results came in 50-50 when Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. So you guys really didn't know who was going to happen. Winner here were the retainers of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, of course. I don't know why the hell you guys didn't know job after Reginald fucks it up. Because yeah, he Reginald b- Sasha a champagne bottle and she said nope. Yep, she gets distracted wondering why Reginald's out there bringing the champagne bottle. She gets, he winds up getting hit with uh, the small one job for the end. And uh, I think it's very humorous and funny and uh, interesting that Shayna Baszler has a spade directly on her crotch so i'm gonna right. say um interestingly enough too and um because nobody it caught everybody off guard in the chat but i remembered it they gave her back the first part of her music yeah i don't remember there being a first part that that part was uh the whole time she was in nxt that part was there but for some reason when she started teaming with naya they would just skip right to the drop her music that's something else yeah i'd always wonder why they took it away and then i heard it and i was like oh shit Get this roll up on the screen. We got it on the screen now. But overall, of course, everybody in this match is able to do really good. Uh, nice oh, pinning yeah. combinations. Uh, everything overall. Very solid. Yeah. Uh, Shayna 
is a bit nerfed. At one point, she did her arm break thing to Sasha, and it was like a regular move. Right, like, like, like I Sasha's arm wasn't broken or nothing afterwards. Around that move, Sasha actually seemed better after it. Maybe, maybe she put her arm into better positioning because she seemed better after she hit her with a move that took out Dakota Kai. It almost, it almost looked like. If they're looking at this from a kayfabe point, she maybe moved her arm slightly at the last second or something like that. Yeah, softened the blow. That's the only thing I could even thought that would have made it made sense. Yeah, but these two have some solid double team work going on together. You know, they really look good. Yeah. Uh, I thought it would have been interesting since the title's not really doing anything for them to win and then have like you know that uh, frenemy type deal going into a match or something. But that's clearly yeah, not yeah, the way that they wanted to go. And I believe what I believe Eddie and Ray are the only case of tag team champions battling at WrestleMania. It would have been interesting to see them battle for the championship because that's clearly where they're going. Who did you say were the only ones? Um, Eddie and Ray Mysterio, WrestleMania 21. They were tag team champions when they had their match. Yeah, that would have been great, especially since Sasha is a big Eddie person. Yeah, that would have been cool for her to do something to Eddie. Yeah, well, at one point, Bianca tries to lift Nia. She's nuts. You know what yeah. the bad part of it is? You know she would be able to do it, too. Mm-hmm. Bianca strong ass but she couldn't I don't think it's going to happen uh-huh. uh, Bad Bunny makes a cameo here and we get an interesting slap let me see if I can bring up just a slap because I don't want to see a lot Listen, of their shit anything you need step into my office with- Bad- yeah let's go past this to the- what are you doing here <laughs> what are you doing here are you a champion are you even the show tonight yeah <laughs> bunny slap better than falcon punch yeah are you even the show tonight you know what the best part about that is it's not even a slap for me it's the sound of a eagle that's a eagle somebody has smacked his tail you and they go it's better than Falcon Punch. Got slap. bunny slap. This is incredible. It's so much more like a game the more I watch it. He slapped a sh- he slapped the fear factor out of him. Very interesting. <laughs> I'll put that in the, <laughs> put that in the chat funny. room. Oh, man. These pay-per-views, man. They kill me. They kill me. Nice and organized. Anyway. Uh, anything else from this? Not really, right? That was it. No, no one else to talk about with Bad Bunny as far as that. His hair is clearly still like that. That was not an accident. Just confirming for anyone that wasn't sure. <laughs> Every time I look at his hair, that's okay, there is. But you know what? I've seen him without it and it's much better. Like, have you seen whenever they show photos of him with anything but that haircut? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's better in all of them. You know? Can you imagine? Like, has that become a thing? Because back in the day, like when rappers did things, that became the thing to do. Like the flat top, the fade. The shit that you draw if stuff in your shit, hair. It becomes a thing. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine um, you go to a thing and you look through a book and one of them is the bad bunny? And it's just that. Hair. Now, if, I, if, if I see people running around with a bad bunny, I'm going to just start carrying a pair of clippers with me. Then the barber always and has to I do that thing when they're done. The, the barber always has to do that thing when they're done where they put the mirror behind you and you kind of nod approvingly, like, yep, yep. <laughs> yep bad <laughs> bunny. Bad bunny. Mm-hmm, bad bunny. Looks bad, bad bunny from that angle, too. Yep, bad bunny. Got it. On point, bro. Thanks a lot. You smack the shit out. Tip the shit out of him. He made you bad money. You got to go to the right locker. You got to go. You can't even go to like a good barber for that because all the best barbers are going to be like the old black guys. Those are the barbers you want. If you want your fucking hair done properly, you kind of an old black man. And quite honestly, an old black man's going to shit on you too much to want that haircut. Boy, you coming in here to do what? 
Who? Shut <laughs> your ass down if you cut that hair. <laughs> so you'd have to go to a white barber to get a bad bunny. No, his name is Bad Bunny. Where the fuck is the good bunny? And then, like, what the <laughs> anyway, ask questions you wouldn't prepare to answer and shit. WWE title elimination chamber match. There was no segue. Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy and Sheamus and Randy Orton and Kofi SOS Kingston. And you know what happened here? But the voting results also did, in a sense, because 33% of you, at least, saw Drew McIntyre retaining. 25% of you saw Sheamus upsetting. 26% of you saw AJ Styles. And 17% of you saw Jeff Hardy. No one saw Randy Orton or Kofi Kingston. And I asked in the chat room if Kofi was going to do his, uh, what he's most known for doing in pay-per-views here and technically never touch the, uh, title. And he did. So congratulations on maintaining that streak. So, but he does look good still. Kofi does a lot of high spots. He had a very cool avalanche cross body in the chamber. So it looked very solid. I think I might have it here to bring up for you guys. Is the one I'm thinking of is uh, that trust fall he's been doing out of late. No, not the trust fall. Yeah, this That's is just a regular. Oh, okay. uh, no, this is just a regular. See that one? I'll bring it up again to run it for you. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. Going up one more time. Avalanche cross body across the top. <laughs> Look good. Yeah. Sharing that in the chat room for those of you. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, he got rid of Orton quick. Yeah, he did. We're going to get into that <laughs> for sure, um, which is kind of funny because everybody was expecting the Fiend or, or whatever. But yeah, Kofi is the, the in after uh, Drew because Drew's the first pot open. It opens with Jeff Hardy and Orton. Drew's the first pot in. Uh, essentially, Kofi immediately rolls up Orton. Immediately. There's no Fiend. Just an immediate roll up. And this causes Orton to get really, really pissed off. Uh, predictably so. And as a result of that, Randy Orton has somewhat of an RKO party because he hands out a couple of these to a couple of people. Bring that up here for you guys to see. See, he's pissed there. Of course, Kofi has to eat one. And then he's he pissed here. RKO with everything standard. Jeff has to eat one. Yeah. So, yeah. Angry Orton. No relation to Angry Orchard. You stupid. You did it again. You son of a bitch. I can't believe you. Oh, my God. Here we go again. <laughs> But it's like it seems like it's not the elimination chamber pay per view if somebody doesn't rage out after getting eliminated at least once. Yeah, but it was a very convincing rage out, and I love the fact that as a result of this rage out, AJ freaks in his pot and he looks at Omasa's on the outside <laughs> and he's like, "Get me out of here! Get me out of here! Get me out of here!" And Omas, well, fact, Omas is strong as rips the panel off the back of the pot. Yeah, Omas frees AJ. Hashtag free AJ. <laughs> And AJ runs out Look at and, that. and basically, I love, I love how he he wound up climbing back into the cage, and then tries to pin Kofi and Jeff. Which is funny. One of the hidden rules in the elimination chamber is if your pod inadvertently opens or gets busted up like that, you're automatically in. No countdown, nothing. Just boom in. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You know. Yeah. That that that's why when he, that's why he just came right back in because yeah, like that. At that point, um, and it's funny because the ref throws they, out Omas. That's when I went, No mas. <laughs> you send him to the back, you know. Yeah, fucking Pierce sent him to the back, but yeah, that's a little hidden rule about the chamber because it, it doesn't happen very often. That's why a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah, I did love that springboard tornado DDT caught Kofi caught AJ with off of the ropes. Uh, now as far as AJ goes, 
I expected him to run back around and get back into his pod and then wait for it to activate. I wasn't aware of the rule. I thought I thought his his logic was going to be fuck it. Adam Pierce is in charge and this, there's no authority. You know, I figured he'd talk his way out of it. You'd be like, technically, my pod wasn't open, Pierce. You need stronger pods pod on here. Not up to code, sir. Omas was checking if my pod was secure and clearly it was not. <laughs> you know, something like that. But uh. Man, yeah, but Drew was mean out there. He got to throw Kofi about as high up as he's known to fly normally. So, you know, good for him getting in those strongman spots like that. Um, and uh, they also did like a really cool Tower of Doom spot. It wouldn't be a pay-per-view if you didn't have your one cool Tower of Doom spot. Sheamus at the top, AJ and Jeff at the bottom, Drew in the middle. For anyone who doesn't, uh, who, who has visuals, I'll do more than describe it and I'll show you at the same time. But yeah, there's a cool Elimination Chamber Tower of Doom spot that they did. Kofi was still on top of the pod. Yeah. Nice collision there, as you can see. Run it back one more time so you can see that beautiful freaking spot. Uh, Sorry, the tower dude's probably one of my favorite spots just because you never know. There's a thousand different ways you can do them. Yeah, I got to tell you guys, when you really think about like intensity in WWE and the WWE universe, I have to say that this match was so intense that they even piped in their own This, in, this Is Awesome chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that was bad. Uh, and then comes what Destin was talking about. They actually posted this and they called it in Kofi We Trust because this is the, and it's funny, I called it That's that before awesome. anybody called it that. I just happened to see it and called it that. But yeah, this is Kofi, uh, let's see here. He hit, he basically Kofi, hits uh, the trust, trust fall on, uh, on everyone, on everyone outside of the pod and, you know, all across. Look at that. What Wee! you said after this fucking killed me though. What? When you were talking about, like, imagine you're the guy who gets pinned off the crowd jumps around. Yeah, they did a thing. They did a little it's sequence like, after this. And I don't like that sequence. Maybe it's just one, me because two, it never works. Shitty. Yeah, because with me, I, I always find it to be a little bold school. So after Kofi does this dive, I'm glad you reminded me. Essentially, he does the old thing where everybody's down. So he goes to hook one leg, one, two, two count. Fuck it. Let me try the other guy. One, two. That guy kicks out, two. There's another body over. Let me try him. One, two. Kick out there. And I'm like, they either need to stop doing that spot or I don't know what. Because who's going to be the first wrestler in all of earth's history that is gonna get hit with a dive spot where him and his peers all get knocked down and then the guy who sees everyone scattered around one two kick out one two kick out one two three oh shit he got that one you know what i mean it's never gonna happen that way you know you have you ever in your life seen somebody who when they're desperately scrambling on the floor to try to pin anyone eventually were oh shit the third the, the third guy he didn't kick out and then that third guy's gonna look like a bitch it's kind of like bro we all got hit by the same splash and you're telling me that we kicked out first. You had like nine seconds, nine seconds, and you were still out. <laughs> you know, so I always find it funny because I jokingly I did in the chat when we were hanging. I said, you know, isn't it weird that they would have this shit <laughs> with the with the kickouts like that? But uh, yeah, still a cool spot. You know, yeah. This was the uh, yeah. Let me get a couple of these. I'm actually going fast. I don't want to miss getting getting you guys this in the chat room on social media. But yeah, this is the elimination chamber. That is the Tower of Doom spot for anybody that is following us on social media. Uh. Jeff had a little twist of fate party as well. Yeah, I don't know if I have that in my uh, on my buttons. I do have the Kofi trust fall. I didn't want to spend extra hours on here, so that one might have not made it to the through the cutting room floor. But this is the Kofi trust fall for you guys to see. Kofi we trust. Uh, anyway, Kofi gets bro kicked to death. When you saw the bro kick, you knew it was the finish. It was like that is the end of Kofi. That's it for you, buddy. Yeah, you know, Jeff. Your Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy with the nasty whisper in the wind off the pop. And then, ah, uh, that's when the whole thing with Seamus happens. You know, he does like, ah, uh, because Jeff was going to, was going to swanton AJ off the top of the pod. 
AJ rolled out, he changed direction and, put, and whispered in the wind. I think it was, yeah, it was Drew and Sheamus. Then runs over to the other from the other side. This fucking killed me. Hits a twist of fate on AJ, and I've never seen this happen before in my life. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Stands up and gets bro kicked straight to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I instantly, without missing a beat, I'm in the chat room. Goes, imagine being the first guy to hit a pop up fish and pop up and get twist of fate. I'll drop the audio so you can keep talking. Sorry. Oh, there, there we go. But That's yeah, the like, part I was you're just talking like, about. I was just like, imagine being the first guy to hit a top rope finisher, pop up, and immediately get finished. Yeah, and, and that's essentially what happens here. It was good, though. Like, Jeff gets his stuff, and this was the part you were talking about. Look, we did have it. The Twist of Fate party, essentially, yeah. here. Yeah, he hits Sheamus, then he hits Drew. Mm-hmm. He goes up on the top. Yeah, he got everybody. Went to pin Drew. Drew kicked out. AJ grabbed him. He got one, too. Yeah, still a good like, looking Jesus Christ. <laughs> wouldn't be Wouldn't be a Jeff Hardy pay-per-view. If we didn't have something crazy, but yeah, that was a solid whisper in the wind tonight. Even though he fell backwards, really rough. There. Thank God that's not steel, right? But oh yeah, my that God. basement <laughs> drop kick across the side of the ribs on AJ, going up again. You know, they had they had him run his shit. Usually, when you run your shit, you're either gonna go over or get covered. He went covered. Swanton gets up, and Claymore <laughs> dead, and that was pretty much it. I don't know why I said bro kick, but Claymore. And there you go. Yeah, still good looking. Still cool. Oh yeah, that was great. It was just what I saw him stand up. I was like, "Oh, here it come, bang!" And there it went. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who was gonna hit him. But I knew one of the two was gonna get him. AJ hits an ugly springboard senton. Was supposed to be a four fifty. He actually goes and he redoes the spot. He should have just let it be an ugly senton instead of doing it twice and sort of confirming. AJ doing a springboard senton is a lot more believable for me. You think so? I, I would have just expected him just like, oh, he just started doing springboard senton, no 450 this time, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Because, I mean, I feel like when he went back for the 450, that made it obvious that he messed it up the first time. Yeah, I guess you have a point there. So, uh, yeah, we wind up essentially with, uh, with a crazy situation here because uh, <laughs> Drew winds up uh, going over. Claymore's AJ out of the sky. Mm-hmm. But Lashley, at the end of this entire thing, uh, winds up beating the hell out of Drew. Which, by the way, nice countering the phenomenal form into the Claymore in the air. I also thought that looked good. Just wanted to throw he that. He got out. up so high for that Claymore. Yeah, but Lashley winds up beating the hell out of Drew, which kind of became obvious going back to what I told you guys earlier about MVP talking in the back with the Miz because the Miz comes in with the cash in, and the Miz succeeds. First, he goes for his DDT, that high-ended, that high-angle DDT that he does, which we knew was going to be a kickout. But then he does hit that skull-crushing finale the same exact way he did to Randy Orton. There was no Miz girl on the screen. I was looking for her. She showed up after all these years via Thunderdome. And Miz actually won. They went off the air like that. Yeah. Are you as surprised as I am? Yeah, because this is not the same Miz I watched cash it all those years ago on Randy Orton. I was expecting this man to lose it. Wow. You know what bothered me, though, versus the, when he cashed in on Del on, on um, Orton all those years ago? The thing that made that cash in so cool and why you got the reaction and stuff like the Miz Girl was we went that whole night. And by the time everything happened, like we've talked about before, you kind of forgot that Money in the Bank was around and that like Miz was looming in the darkness. With this, they made it painfully obvious he was going to cash in. 
So like all the it got to the point where where um after Drew gets the pin, first of all they catch AJ immediately leaving the chamber, and then you see the chamber start coming up. So it's like all the surprise is gone. So I'm just like, yep, here he comes. And then Lashley showed up, and I was like, oh, here he comes. And the music hit, and I was just like, yep, and, there he is. Yeah, once the music hit, you pretty much knew that that was going to be it, I'm sure. And I think that's, that's what ruined it for me. Like, the thing about Money in the Bank cash-ins, it's the, it's the instant surprise. But when you're constantly alluding to it, it kind of takes it out of it for me. And I think that's what's been killing me about Money in the Bank the past maybe few years, with the exception of the women, because I know it's the women come from fucking nowhere with their cash-ins. But with the men, there's too much alluding and not just enough. Let me think about it and just to have it like not happen. Like have me just know that the case, that that case is back there, but don't give me any indication when it's gonna come out. And because then when it does, do. it has that old shit moment. Yeah, and in order to do that, which is why the Miz's first cash-in was so brilliant, you have to have enough things happening. That's the whole, it's a magician trick. You, yeah. you have enough things happening that the person, uh, takes their eye off of the hidden card or the ball or whatever it is that you're doing. And then when they look, they go, Oh, that's supposed to be the thing. And that's the beauty of how they used to do it. You know, it's not that you're unaware of the fact that there's going to be a trick that's going to be played. It's that you're not, you're unaware of when and how. And that's what they're forgetting about the magic of the illusion. There was enough stuff in play with that first cash-in that you would not be thinking about it. Your attention, the human mind's attention span is only going to be able to absorb so much. Their job is to make it go that one point over what you can take, which is what they used to have a talent for doing. Yeah, They had a child audience, but it was still a smart angle. If everyone's too busy thinking about the fact that John Cena was forced to join the Nexus... And that now that he was a fair and impartial ref during Randy Orton and Wade Barrett's title match, and as a result, the leader of the Nexus didn't win the title. So now poor John Cena's fired, which they really hammed up. And now Randy Orton's left to fend for himself while the Nexus beats the fuck out of him. No one's thinking about the Miz. They was, <laughs> you know, that right. was smart. There was just there too was many so things. And on. then they actually made the predictable feel-good moment. Which was the which was like the red herring there because what happens? It's like everyone's thinking, oh God, Wade Barrett versus Randy Orton, but the Nexus just jumped them. This is it. They're gonna give Wade Barrett the championship, you know. And then Cena does what a predictable baby face that gets fired would do in that situation. He shows up through the crowd, bought a ticket or whatever, you know. He helps Orton win. So that that's I think that's the reason that the Miz girl thing happened. It wasn't what Miz did. It was everything that happened after that. That whole entire angle was designed to make Orton look like he was fucked. And then at the end, Cena came and saved him, which made it like one of those happy pop moments where it was like, yeah, even though he wasn't fighting, that's all they needed to go home. It was and done. Then, that looked like uh, the end of the show. All of a sudden, you hear awesome, and it made you realize. And it was, that was a good timing, too, because as soon as you heard it, you remembered right away, oh, shit, that's right. He was there the whole time. And it's like they took what was a really feel-good moment, and they fucked everybody. Because I know most people who don't like Wade Barrett and didn't like the Nexus, which was most kids, were relieved when Cena came and helped Orton keep the title. There was like this moment of relief, and that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make the fucking crowd breathe a sigh of relief, and then something happened. And everyone was so happy that the Nexus didn't have the title. Everyone was so happy that John Cena got the even though he was fired, that it was like, but guess what? <laughs> you know yeah, and then on top of that like another thing they did earlier in the night when they were building towards this event don't put Miz in the fucking promo package yeah don't do that at all 
Don't do that. That it's Nexus like, thing. Uh, no one was, no one was that doing that. Um, amazingly, remember when Ziggler cashed in and got that fucking Road Warrior pop? And you know what? I hate to say it, but Morrison is not as good as Alex Riley as like a, a wingman for the myth. Alex Riley, go back and watch the skull crushing finale for the title. One of the, the best things that made it the most heel was that as Orton's fucking face collides with the ground, freaking Alex Riley kind of jumps up like, yeah, like you would if you scored a touchdown, like right with the collision of him hitting the, the bump. <laughs> fucking a right goes yeah like he jumped with he that had like shit. a nigel mcginnis <laughs> like he popped with the fucking collision like it was just so much enthusiasm in that thing and everyone had this moment of helplessness where it was like nothing could be done no matter we had all of our resources you know what i mean cena came out of came from being like nothing could be done it was just the title they were not you were not leaving baby faces or going home sat fuck you all i love days like that Sometimes when I'm there at the arena, I get really excited when it looks like the baby faces aren't going to go home happy. I know that they try to strive for that, but nothing's better than being around children when their fucking dreams are ruined in wrestling, man. I love when I've been there at the end of shows. I get so excited at the end of shows when some shit like that happens and you're there and you could just feel the disdain in the air. You know, you could feel that they just want to fight, but they're too small. <laughs> that's how wrestling should make you feel money in the bank cash in should make you hate that motherfucker i can't believe as much as i like this as much as i was looking forward to this guy ruined it he ruined what we had See, that's my issue one i don't take this miz seriously they have not shown me that this miz is a world champion they didn't show two, the last time he cashed in that he was a world champion until he had it yeah. and then and then when you think about it to be honest, besides Triple H, I can't think of another person that retained the championship that was a heel at WrestleMania. Who else? Yeah. He's there like might be he's... someone else, but then think about it. In all the years, three and, decades. And, and no Brock does not count. Three plus Actually, decades no of WrestleMania. And I remember Triple H retaining it at WrestleMania 2000. Um, and I remember that one specifically, not because I was a Triple H fan, but because of thinking that there's no other way that this WrestleMania can end aside from Triple H losing badly. Why did I think that? Because the entire year, without ever getting fucked, was him and Stephanie backstage on a couch feeding grapes to each other and strawberries and drinking wine and coming out with all of DX and the McMahons and everybody, beating the hell out of The Rock, Mick Foley, Stone Cold, Big Show, and everyone for the whole year. The whole year. The entire fucking year. So I just remember thinking, well, this is it. This is what we've been leading up to. Now WrestleMania comes and these four guys are in this match and no matter what, they're going to get that happy moment. And then, and then I believe Vince was the one who turned heel, right? Uh, yeah. Because so. Vince was actually, th th that was the McMahon in every corner. One McMahon had each person. Like, I believe Vince had Rock. Ah, uh, I don't remember the freaking McMahons. Linda uh, had um, Foley. No, no, Shane I think, had, and Shane had Big Show, and Stephanie obviously had, had Triple H. And then, and then it turned out that because she, he liked his little girl so much, remember the ending of that? And everyone was pissed. Everyone was pissed. The very ending of that one, they were relying on Vince and The Rock. They screw him over, and then then he hugs them like, oh, my little girl, of course I'm with you and him. And it was like everyone felt shitted on. That doesn't happen very often at Mania. Miz did that because automatically everybody figured John Cena's fighting him. The Rock's here as the special whatever the hell he was, the special annoying guy who won't go away at the time. And uh, this is happening. They're going to end. John Cena's going to be in the ring, and The Rock's going to hold his hand up. And then if you recall, the Miz got badly concussed in that match, man. Oh, yeah. He was seeing dove over that uh, that barricade and crack his head off the floor. Yeah, I was there. For anyone doesn't remember, I was seated for that shit. You know, was I? No, 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 no. I was. I was at the. I was at the Survivor Series before that. 
And at the same yeah, cool, I'm cool to say uh, Orton did, and also Edge did it in his last WrestleMania title match. Edge did, but Edge no, but Edge wasn't a heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about the last heel that did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Edge was Edge was a babyface, and he fought Del Rio. He was feuding with Del Rio at the time. It ended with him and Christian fucking up their car, his car. Like they got on the top of the car and messed yeah. up the windshield, and they left it there. <laughs> I think that Del Rio was meant to win down until they realized they they must have known a day earlier that Edge had to retire. It was always my uh, my thesis with that. Yeah, but yeah, so. it's just like. This cash-in did not feel anywhere near as special as the last time. And I think that's what bothered me the most. But the, because everybody was like, yeah, I remember when he cashed in the last time. And I was like, it's not going to be anywhere near as good. But the point that I, I was making, I digress, uh, in regards to what you were saying, was that, that at the time with the old cash-in, The Miz didn't seem like he was going to be a formidable champion. And he carried not only the, the, the title, but he, uh, he went into a WrestleMania as champion. And he... The match got, I know a lot of people say if it wasn't for The Rock hitting Cena with The Rock bottom at the end, which caused their feud, The Miz wouldn't have won and kept the title. But that's not true. You're not thinking logically. The moment that they went to the outside, they both, there was a double count out. And Miz retained the world championship. No matter what, that was the end of the match. And then The Rock restarted the match as a special whatever the hell. But it was really just to be a dick so he could rock bottom Cena and then Miz covers him anyway. So people got double. That's what I mean by it's like a feel good moment that's really shitty. And and that's sort of what, what happened. But the point being, he wins the title there, but he would have won anyway if he got away with the double count out. And then he went on to hold it a, a bit longer. It wasn't until he dropped Truth that I saw, <laughs> I saw his decline, man. <laughs> Even when he was awesome Truth, they were pushing. That whole thing was a push until he dropped fucking Truth. Go back and watch. Tell me Miz's oh, decline didn't come right dropped. after he, he didn't catch Truth. Once he once he missed him, it was fucked up. Once I once once he the fight was still going on on Raw, and I saw Truth getting stretched out of there, I thought, well, that's that. I was like, that's the line. Not very often somebody gets shoot stretched out of Raw, but I think when it comes to that, and I know that they have a really good relationship. Not that they don't with with Miz, but I know that Vince is really close with also Truth. I'm pretty sure on top of that, even if not, nobody likes to see somebody stretched out in the middle of Raw. That's actually worst case scenario when you think about it. If you ask somebody who works for them, what's the top thing you wouldn't want to have happen? Probably being stretched out during Monday Night Raw, you know. So, uh, but anyway, his run was really good, and he no one was able to take it. Do you remember he even beat up The Rock one time? He came out dressed as The Rock or something, and he beat up and he beat up. He didn't beat up The Rock. He beat up Cena dressed as the fucking yeah, I Rock remember with that. the eyebrow and everything, and his head was bald like he had a Rock suit on. <laughs> that was great. You know, I can't believe people don't think that he would be good at this. What about when he was doing the whole other feud with with freaking John Cena, where he pretended to be him? Where was him and Maurice? Yeah. And he had like then, the rule book and all of that shit. And he was completely oh God, like man. the level of heat he got. Like, I don't yeah. know why people would think he's not up for this role. What about when he shits on Daniel Bryan and when he went on Talking Smack and he gave that promo and he shitted all over his career and his indie style and everything. And he got nuclear heat for that. They didn't think that was good. Oh, no, that stuff was great. But what about the fact yeah. that his reality TV show is better than every other WWE reality TV show by far because of his own personality and his family and everything else. And no part of it sucks. You know, it's just weird. See, you know what the one problem is? You know what the one thing that was missing from all the other stuff? What's that? Morrison going, hey, hey, ho, ho, and he's beefing with Bad Bunny. Yeah, Morrison kind of fucks it up. But then this is what I was talking about before. So those are the things that hurt it for me. But this is why I brought, I brought up before the fact that Morrison had that issue out there with MVP, despite the fact that Miz has an agreement with the her business. Not normal. It's very infrequent i won't say it doesn't happen but especially in wwe it's very infrequent that you have somebody who has the wwe championship that doesn't eventually find themselves alone at the top that's just the way that wrestling is 
Sometimes, in rare cases, you will have somebody who stays with their friends. But it's in such rare cases that I'm still trying to think of one. 90% of the time, inevitably, the heel that rises to the top winds up by himself. They could have been planting the seed for Morrison to be like, what the fuck? You had an agreement with these guys to go out there and do that. Yeah, you let me. You, you, you didn't. I got fucked over that. I got crutched. I got hit with the crutch and screwed over with the same guys with the U.S. championship. You know, and, and it, would, it would just be a thing like that. You know, maybe this is the thing to break him off from that shit. Like, yeah, I'll tolerate it if we kill this. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Morrison bullshit. Unless, like Stasis just said, that, that, that it would have made people shot, suspicious. So, so take him so, behind the barn and shot. I'll deal with it. Yeah, like unless Stasis said it was to make people suspicious, so that essentially they did that as part of the diversion tactic, which I think is a little bit too deep. It would be cool. That sounds like NWO covert op shit. But no, I think that it will be better because God, you know, the other way is better because we get Morrison away from him. I wanted to just be the no. It was that Miz is in cahoots with these guys, and he he didn't give a shit. The maybe even make it better. Morrison was the sacrifice. You know, he gave him the the right. permission. <laughs> you know, yeah, fuck him. Fuck him in this title match if you guys are going to help me in mind. Something. So, so back to GTV him for all I care. The backstage black and white cameras. And then we had, he had a conversation that we didn't hear. Finally, we can hear that conversation. And that's what he, he told MVP. Was, was that when he spoke to MVP? Was it before Morrison's match too? No, no. It, it, was, it was after Morrison's match. Morrison sure? already got his ass kicked. Oh, okay, I was going to say, if it was before Morrison's match, then now they, they have the seeds right there. He planned all of it. Yeah. But yeah, like definitely, if if it means we're killing off this hokey rap video feuding with Bad Bunny and hanging out with Morrison bullshit, if you're going to take that behind the barn and shoot it twice, I'll deal with the Miz as a champion because then I'll actually take the Miz seriously. But this shit I've been seeing until then, got to end that. I don't give a shit if it makes Pritchard laugh. Kill it. (laughs) Do you think that it's specifically just the Morrison part that's ruining this? It's... It's the it's the Morrison thing for me because before Morrison came back, I didn't have a problem with this. But once he showed up and they just became all buddy buddy or the greatest tag team of the twenty first century thing all over again, then I was just like I was over Miz. But it's like until Morrison came if Morrison would have came back and just been by himself, I wouldn't really I probably wouldn't have had an issue with it. Because I've always taken Morrison seriously when he's by himself. I don't know what happened when they brought them together and why they became so jokey and hokey. But once that happened, I just, it just ruined the aura for me. Hmm. He he felt more serious before Morrison came back. And it's weird because he was in that feud with Bray. And then somehow from that, he wound up feuding with the New Day, which felt really thrown together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the New Day thing just kind of felt like, hey, we don't we literally don't have anything better to do. So here's this, you know, and that was his second yeah. baby face turn. I know I said on here a few times that uh, that was the first, but I stand corrected. I forget about it. And it's because it was so lukewarm. I forget about that Ric Flair time where Ric Flair took him as a student, which is how he wanted to put the figure for just because it seems so out of place and weird and it didn't work. It's just kind of like they just did. They just tried something that didn't work at all. You know what I mean? And oh, it's yeah. like the second baby face run felt more organic because of the fact that he has a family, you know? Like, to me, that's part of the things that made it good was the fact that, like, it was believable that the guy would have changed and the fact having a daughter changes you and all this other shit. But they just weren't having it. Exactly. You know, so ideally, what do you think happens now, though? Like, in regards to uh, Miz, like, who does he feud with? Does, does, is McIntyre chasing Miz? It has to be. I mean, th- we, we, we're on the road to redo Mania. So this has to be ending in McIntyre and Miz at Mania. But on the road there, we're probably going to get Bad Bunny and Miz for the title. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you keep saying that, man. I hope that this isn't you know going to be Bad Bunny versus the fucking Miz. 
And I know the Bad Bunny merchandise saying, is selling really you, good. I, all I'm saying is I know you've been hearing they're getting Bad Bunny ready for a WrestleMania match. You realize that his merchandise has been outselling everything, right? Like, this guy's yes. over. That motherfucker has been making buku money. You shouldn't have even put that shit out there, dude. You really shouldn't have. I feel like they would. That's the sad part. I don't put it past them. You put that I'm energy out how there. They think now. <laughs> you put that energy out there and you screwed us over. Is what you did. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> they already let him with the 24/7 title. Fuck it, right? <laughs> Man, oh, God, that is nuts. <laughs> but I know it's going to be polarizing. Which you know they need something polarizing. It's split. Some people are relieved, like myself. You know. And some people are mortified, you know, that's considered very Miss Girl-esque. I feel like at this point I need to see where this ends before I decide how I feel. Because if it ends with, like I said, we're getting serious Miss back and we kill off all this pay-ho-ho shit, I'm cool. But if we're on that same route to WrestleMania, I'm like, no, get that thing off him now. Yeah. Well, like I said, they have a lot of making up to do, and they they messed up his run a couple of times. They waited until he, like, if this would have happened instead of him being lukewarm, it would have been good, you know? But it's like they let too much time go. They let his momentum run out, and it's like maybe now they're just realizing how stupid that was, you know? Yeah, this is true. But maybe we can have uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre feud, you know what I mean, and just not be for the title. There's always the chance for that. Yeah, but if they do that, they're probably going to do that like a fast lane because they are determined to get him to Mania. Oh unless God. unless they use that to loop him back. I don't know. Maybe Daniel Bryan will face Miz somehow at WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan can jump brands, you know? That would involve him actually wanting to try that shit, though. It'll stop it from being a freaking waste. Yeah, but since when have they tried to stop waste? Yeah, I guess. Uh, let's see if there's any post stuff before we get out of here besides the stuff that we ran. Uh, blah, blah, blah. There's a Nia and Shayna one. I figured you might want to see that. If there's not a joke about a whole ass. I have a feeling you were going to say that. That it, you only <laughs> wanna, you're only interested in seeing it if it has to do with her Why is this coming on with that? What the fuck was that? It's actually a freaking scene in it, whatever it was. Just bear with me. Just trying to get all the stuff up. Sorry, guys. But overall, what are your thoughts while I'm trying to get this thing going? What are your overall thoughts on this show? I mean, show was good. You know, Elimination Chamber is always one of my favorite uh, particular matches. It's one of the few matches where I'm glad that it did get its own pay-per-view because I, I know you're guaranteed to see one every year. I don't agree with them just throwing Oscar's match out there like that. They should have at least like given her some kind of a replacement opponent so the girl could compete. Because, I mean, for God's sakes, I... I I can't even remember the last time she defended the title on pay-per-view. So it's just like, it feels like it's going down that same road of, hey, let's shit on Oscar before WrestleMania. It's like, huh. But I I mean, besides that, the two chambers were entertaining. I found it interesting how in the SmackDown one, you had multiple people who were making their first chamber appearances versus the WWE one. Everybody had been in at least one. So it was really interesting to see how new faces dealt with that kind of environment. Because, I mean, it's a freaking completely different thing being inside that chamber. But it's going to be interesting to see if they decide to build some feuds through encounters in the chamber. Because we've seen them do them do that before. 
Yeah, well, we're definitely gonna have to see. But this is it, man. This is the Miz run that I that I hope I'd like to think that we've been waiting for. And I know people who don't like him are gonna hate my guts on that. But hey, if you don't like him, maybe you don't can't identify good workers because he's really good. Well, he's good. I just I want a good run out of him. I just find everything a little bit displaced with that upset. You know, like I really didn't think that Drew McIntyre was actually going to lose the title here. Yeah, I figured he'd be going into Mania as champion. Nope, not in this case. But it is a little interesting that um, Miz picked a Miz picked an interesting opportunity to cash in because this is literally the exact same scene of the very first Money in the Bank cash in because Edge cashed in after a chamber. Yeah, and that one was when we first realized that's when he came out with Vince, right? Yeah, that was when that was when we found out what they mean when they say anytime, anywhere. They literally mean anytime. Yeah, we didn't realize that they meant like randomly on the fly while you're fatigued like that. Like that's when we first really realized the danger. You're thinking of mean on like just like a random raw or something. It's like you no, know, you could have just gotten done with a match if somebody wants to cash in, they cash in. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Was not expecting that at all. One thing we actually um, like I'm surprised we forgot to mention it. Edge made it clear who he's facing at WrestleMania because after their oh, match, right, right, right. Roman, he okay because we set that up earlier so the reason we brought up smackdown roman whispers something into edge's ear that we can't hear edge spears roman as the answer after he goes over daniel bryan and he whispers something back i thought that was a great follow-up to that right yeah and then uh point of the sign the pyro goes off and it is clear that edge has made his decision i, I wish he would have been a dick and speared him and then chosen freaking mac or chosen freaking mez now wouldn't there be some chance? Just fear him. Knowing just, it was Miz, but yeah, like that would have been what I would have wanted them to go with. Like, yeah, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Talking shit. That's why I still ain't picked your bitch Anyway, let's get some post-interview stuff on the screen before we wrap up here. See what we got. Uh, I did say Nia and Shane. All right. Yes. And I can't take it back. Okay, one second here. Here we go. Shayna, Nia, the win over the SmackDown Women's Champion, the boss Sasha Banks, and the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble winner, the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. How does this win rank for you? That's kind of a tongue twister, huh? <laughs> First of all, I think that we've proven enough now, especially with this win, beating these top two girls. We're moving across all brands to defend these titles. These are the top titles in WWE right now. And our actions speak for that, and I don't think anyone has anything to say that can argue that. I honestly have nothing else to say. My tag partner over here is great. We would like to be addressed as Shania next no, time. We're not Shania. Doing, Shania. Can we not do that. Shania. Please, no. Didn't somebody call them Shania that? Spades. So Shania did this. Uh, actually, send a message one, one to Dakota Kai and Raquel. Oh, Who? Dakota Kai and Raquel uh, Gonzalez. I believe it was Dakota Kai and Raquel over at NXT. Shania. Yeah. Somebody oh. calling me. We'll send them all the message that they'll want to hear. Dun, dun, dun. Wouldn't they be a bitch if they talked all that shit and then lost? Unbelievable. And of course, wouldn't be fun if we didn't have a Miz post interview, right? Right. Let's see what the Miz has to say here. Miz, congrat- oh, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. You don't even need to ask a question. As a matter of fact, go, 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 because this camera is all mine. Understand that I told you so. 
Whenever someone says, I wasn't thinking on their level, I am a master strategist. I think further than anybody else in all of WWE. I didn't just take respect, I demanded it. Through all the WWE universe, and I could care less if everybody's on the internet going, oh, Miz doesn't deserve it. Oh, Miz shouldn't be WWE champion. Cry, go ahead and cry and keep on doing it because that is the fuel that lights my fire. I am your WWE champion, whether you like it or not. Ten years ago, we had an angry Miz girl, and I hope and I pray that there are thousands upon thousands, millions of angry Miz girls right here, right now, sopping, weeping, wishing that Drew McIntyre was still their WWE champion. He is not. I am. So this is me saying I am now content being awesome. See you at WrestleMania or at Monday Night Raw. Whichever I feel like, because I'm champion and I do whatever the hell I want. Well, I'm gonna need that first thing to be getting rid of Morrison. So, if I see a musical video come out, I swear to God, no, I'm kidding. That is amazing. <laughs> Just shoot that pole baby off. She was ready to go. He said, "No, be gone with you." Well, I'll be enjoying Raw for the next few weeks at least. You would hope so, right? Oh, I think so. You imagine if they managed to fuck this up, like. Uh, I mean, they they fucked up other things that have surprised me. Yeah, you would think you'd be you would think I'd be shocked at this point. I never am at this point. Like, all right, let's see what you got. But so far, man, I've been. I've, it's not like the Miz thing was the first thing. I told you since the Rumble, they've been good. You know, like the road yeah. to WrestleMania has been good. Yeah, it has. Has it been know? one of the better ones for sure? Yeah, no, that's what I was telling you, man. I was like, you know what? That's definitely something that's worth uh worth having. You know, worth experiencing. Man, so, look at that, man. We've so, been, you know what? Ooh. You just made the list. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. I, I swear I didn't press anything. I swear to you. If you fuck so, you know me. what? I didn't do anything. You just made the list. Everything's oh, been no. on the whole time. Thank oh, you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Rashid Khan and Trisha M.T. Wally for the follows here. Thank you for coming. So, you know what? Emily Spear. You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. I didn't do shit, man. They waited till the end. I <laughs> better the end than the middle. Yeah. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Aku, oh no! Oh, here we go. Aku Bakar. Thank you for the follow. That is crazy. Facebook is the place for our post pay per view shows and stuff. Clearly, you guys have been supportive there, and of course, of the other game streams. So thank you. Always with us. See, I told you I didn't hit anything. It wasn't like a delayed wave. <laughs> I know you were panicking. You're like, no, nah, I didn't do nothing. I, I swear to God, for those who don't know, listen to past episodes. This time we'll be sitting here for five minutes waiting for that shit to catch back up. Yeah, no, nah, this wasn't one of those. Every time I hear, freaking, you just made the list, I pause and I wait. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like that, I promise you. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So overall, you did enjoy the show, though, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I figured it was, it's like, I, I told you guys, don't count them out. I know sometimes you do. Certain things aren't what we want. I really wish they would have pushed Cesaro. I guess that's one of my most, uh, one of the things that's disappointed me the most. But uh, aside from that, I think that everything was really entertaining. And I think that they're in a good spot for really positive things to come out of this entire situation. You know? Yeah. All right. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. That might be the name of tomorrow's show if we don't come up with one. It might be. You never know. Anything else before we wrap up here? No, that uh, that is it. All right. Well, guys, don't forget tomorrow uh, to see us in the regular chat room. As you guys know, 
Monday nights after Raw, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is the flagship show where we're going to talk about the dirt sheets, uh, all of the weekly news, and everything else that's gone into wrestling, not just WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor. We cover pretty much all of the weeklies that we get a chance to. Uh, so don't forget to come see us when we're doing all of that. But until tomorrow night, that being said, thank you to everyone who has hung out with us for this entire wonderful evening, including all of our regulars across all the various chat rooms. Stasis Dreams, Willie V2, EB Gamer, Kula Ice, Bloodluster, Galgoya, Only One Jelly, La Joseph, Buxom Lum, Andres 12131444, I Cabigan, Weekly Planet aka Ashley, King Quest 770, Wolfgang TV, Rashid Khan. I still haven't gotten the drop for you, but don't worry, it's on the grocery list. Trisha MTA Wally, thank you for the follow. Emily Spear M. M. Coma, thank you also for the follow. Aku Bakar, thank you for the follow. Old Tech Head, or Old Head Tech, thank you as well for the follow. Edward Raven Moon 13, Thank you as well for the follow, as well as all of you listening across the various platforms of iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Player FM, and everywhere popular podcasts are found. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 439, hosted by Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, for myself and my co-host, Destin Soglo Frazier. We're out of here. Bad morning for Tramp. Shut